Hey, today is a good news day. It is a good news day. I'm not talking about recruiting yet. Not talking about the transfer portal yet. But I am talking about the best game in all of sports. The best spectacle in all of college football is here to stay until at least 2036 as the contract. OU and Texas is going to stay at the Cotton Bowl through 2036. Our experience inside the stadium is about to have a whole lot more room to it. This is great, man. I'm guessing I'm not the only one that's excited about this news. I don't know how shocking it is necessarily, but through 2036, announced about, I don't know, 20, 25 minutes ago, OU Texas staying at the Cotton Bowl, and I am here for it. I hope it never moves from the Cotton Bowl. That game is perfect. Like, think about... Think about the coolest photos you see every single year in college football, Parker. Like the aerial view right at the 50 of OU and Texas split right down the middle with all the colors. Crimson on one side, burnt orange on the other. It's one of the best photos that you're going to see every single year of the college football season. And we keep changing and modifying things in college sports. Uh, some for the better, mostly for the worst. But thankfully, this is the one thing in college football that we're not going to change. The greatest game the sport has to offer is not changing venues through twenty thirty six. What do we say? Let's about go. The, what do we say? <laughs> what do we always find ourselves saying about the Cotton Bowl, Tyler. Yeah, it's a, it's dump, a dump, but it's, but our, it's dump. our dump. <laughs> we were on the Bingo. same page on that one. Bingo. We Man. can talk about how big of a dump is, but nobody else can talk about how big of a dump is. Dang Just straight. us. But here's what one hundred and forty million dollars in renovations suggests: a, they're serious about fixing the dump and improving the conditions of the dump. And secondly, I don't think you sink $140 million of renovations into the Cotton Bowl if you're only planning on having this game there for the next 10 years. Yeah, correct. It feels like, okay, we're going to take a step towards solidifying the Cotton Bowl as the long, long-term venue for the OU Texas annual series by throwing down a good chunk of money up front to renovate it, with the likely intentions further on down the line of expanding upon those renovations and enhancing the experience even further. Looks like the two schools are going to make a a little bit more money uh, each year as well, which is a a nice added bonus. But they are going to widen the concourses, which is needed. Good. They're going to add some escalators. Just the the fans' comfort level entering and exiting the stadium is going to be a lot better. Renovations to concessions and restrooms. No more toilet roulette there at the Cotton Bowl, which was a very uh, popular thing in the 90s. Wi-Fi. Can we get that? Um, that's going to come in 2056, Gosh. I believe. 2056 is when they're going to improve the Wi-Fi. So, sorry, that's that one's not going to happen anytime soon. But good. Hey, all right. All the change in sports, but the greatest game the sport has to offer is staying exactly where it needs to be. And and like, what's the what's the photo that everyone? No, like non-OU Texas fans, college football fans. You mention OU Texas to them. Oh, yeah, and it like split right down the middle. Crimson on one side, burnt orange on the other. The way the stadium is constructed, it's perfect for that aerial view, you know? Yep. Like you could, you could do crimson on one side, burnt orange on the other at Jerry World, but it's not, it's not going to look the same, man. Like they are in the perfect stadium for that. I'm just... I'm very, I'm very happy, and you're right, man. If they're sinking that much money into it, 
Forget 20-36. Hopefully it's 30-36 is what we're talking about here. This game never leaves the Cotton Bowl. So good. All right. Good news day today. And we haven't even talked about Cruton and the transfer portal just yet. From the 918, isn't that SMU's home field? They kicking in some money. No, that is not SMU's home field. uh, SMU plays on campus at Gerald R. Ford Stadium. Which OU will be playing at, what, two, three, four, five years? Yeah, whatever it is. Be making a trip down there soon. Uh, Cricket extermination at the Cotton Bowl would be much appreciated. Yeah. 214, move the bowl game back to the Cotton Bowl. Jerry World sucks for college football games. So I, I think the stadium in itself is impressive, but there's no real – see if you agree with this. There's no real feel or atmosphere for a college football game. Like you can't really hear the bands play depending on where you're sitting. Like the stadium is so massive, there's just not – there's not atmosphere there. At the Cotton Bowl, there, there is. There's 92,000 people crammed in there like sardines. You can hear everything that goes on. I have a take. I don't know if it's a hot one. But my take is that college football needs to be played outdoors. And with more and more NFL stadiums either building domes or laying the groundwork for plans to build domes, I think it's not a direction I like to see professional football moving, and I would not like to see college football move that direction either. I think, what, Syracuse is probably the only FBS or only Power 5 team right now that plays in a dome, right? Rest in peace, Kibbe Dome. Or, well, the Kibbe Dome's still around, but yeah. Idaho is no longer um, a Division One program. Um, yeah, Minnesota used to be. They used to play in the Metrodome, not Briefly anymore. There, yeah. I, um, think that, um, I think that could be right. Keep football outdoors the nfl won't do it so college football needs to 731 the football gods have been pleased with that contract renewal yeah i think the football gods are pleased and hey i'm, I'm down with the idea of moving the cotton bowl back to the actual cotton bowl and play that bad boy at 10 a.m on new year's day like it used to oh you played in that 10 a.m game there at the, uh, at the at the cotton bowl at one point but since this is a recruiting hour and really a transfer portal hour for the next month um, what is and we talked about you know would it be nice to have uh, official home visits if you were playing Texas and Norman every other year? Sure, I do think that there's a big time recruiting payoff for the OU Texas game in Dallas, though, don't you think? I mean, just that atmosphere. I think it's a it's a sell to recruits, especially in the Dallas area, Texas kids, Oklahoma kids. I, I think regardless, like it, it's not in your home state, but there's still a pitch to be made to be able to play in that game throughout your career. Yes, and we have people chiming in on the text line going, North Dakota State plays in a dome, Northern Iowa plays in a dome. Yeah, I said Power 5, folks. Not FCS. Power 5. Syracuse, I believe, is the only one. A listener in the 501 says, Ian Boyd thinks Texas plays in a dome just because he's a moron. Anytime we get an Ian Boyd diss text, I will read it because Ian Boyd deserves to be dissed. <laughs> Mark in Newcastle says, sorry I beat Parker to the big word, but the word Tyler's looking for about what Jerry World is lacking is pageantry. Pageantry, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's just, you just don't get the real, you don't get the real college feel there. And Cowboy games are just kind of meh as well. And I can say that as a uh, as a Dallas Cowboys fan. I think UNLV plays indoors too. They there do again. now. Group of five. Yep. but Group of five. Power five. The Carrier Dome. Still the only one here. Uh, Okay, yeah, we do have storylines here in the 2024 recruiting class as we're inching closer and closer 
to National Signing Day. Eddie Pierre-Louis, uh, we know that that announcement is going to happen in nine days. And, buddy, that's going to be happening at the uh, Tampa Catholic High School in the gymnasium at 3 p.m. Should I make a trip down there? Should I be there for I his think, announcement? I think that you, yeah, just make a special trip to, t- to Tampa. Yeah, there's no shot. Uh, good. Oh, you no insider shot. budget can do it. I don't think that we're going to Oh, yeah, the, the, no, the, the budget can do it. The budget can do it. Like, I, I could make that trip. The it's too is, risky. Do I trust him to pick it's OU? It's way too risky. Do you trust him to make a decision on December 15th at 3 p.m.? I don't know. What if he was like, what if he got up there to the podium and was like, I'd like to announce that I'll be taking some more time to evaluate my decision? <laughs> yeah. he'll, be the, uh, he'll be the first recruit in history. Watch EPL, all the craziness of this uh, of, of this. This whole recruiting process, all the twists and turns, OU's the leader, they're not the leader. Well, they're the leader if he visits this weekend. Well, he's not going to visit this weekend. He's going to visit the next game. Doesn't make it. Been a lot of crazy turns. He might be the first recruit ever to actually announce at the time that they said. Maybe he actually announces at 3 p.m. on December 15th. Or maybe he's like everyone else, and it's going to be 30 minutes after he says he's going to announce. But Eddie Pierre-Louis... Uh, we'll be announcing in nine days on the 15th at 3 p.m. And it's just it's just funny to me. Rivals, if you just look at overall offensive linemen in this class, dude, centers, guards, tackles, Rivals thinks he's the third best offensive lineman in this class, regardless of position. Find you someone that loves you like Rivals loves Eddie Pierre-Louis. They love them some Eddie Pierre-Louis I'm compared to it, other baby. services. I'm with it. I love me some Eddie Pierre-Louis. See the number 28 player in the country? I don't know if I go that far. But I think the people who have more sway than I do in the rankings process think that. That's for sure. 405-651-3439 is the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Big Rich in OKC says you don't get all the homeless bums at Cherry World. <laughs> it is an adventure uh, walking, to, <laughs> walking from the car and walking to the car at the, uh, at the Cotton Bowl. You, you really get the entire experience there. And I love it. I love every single bit of it. It's great. Blue of Green Country said, David Hicks update? Three question marks. Hayes Fawcett said a five-star was entering the portal soon. He did say that that, today. Yeah, and that was before Chase Besantis entered the portal. So you would figure he was talking about Chase Besantis. Dude, we were laughing yesterday about the word. What did the word, uh, what did ESPN use? Exodus? Exodus. For OU on Monday? Uh Uh-huh. Well, let's let's use that same word, okay? And let's not use it for OU because it's not an, an exodus. If anyone is experiencing that word in the portal, it is Texas A and M. Yes, without. Question. I don't know if rivals are twenty four seven on three. Whenever it happens, teams hit the hardest by the transfer portal so far throughout the first week. Texas A and M will be the first team listed on that. Man, it's uh, and it's probably not over there. In uh, oh, Aggieland, either far, far from over. Mike Elko going to have a tough job on his hands well, in, in year one. And look, I I have my suspicions as to the reasons why DJ Hicks would wait till after the bowl game to enter the transfer portal. And I think if my suspicions are correct, you will see a second wave after the bowl game. Yeah, no, because I, the I same so well. reasons that DJ Hicks would stay on the roster through the bowl game are likely also applicable to numerous other players on that roster. Uh, I don't know if I'm the only one, 
I maybe not. I've been laughing for three days at people calling the A and M bowl game against Oklahoma State the great value brand Red River rivalry. <laughs> that that is the funniest thing I've I've seen in a while. <laughs> so That's yeah. great. So in the text line said Caleb Williams won't play in the Holiday Bowl because he got denied partial ownership. What do y'all think about this? <laughs> Chris from Ninacall. Yeah, he wanted partial ownership in the uh, in the bowl game. Didn't didn't get it. Excellent. Uh, Four oh five. Only bad thing about the Cotton Bowl is it will never be a night game. Can't risk it at night in that part of town. Yeah, but here's here's the great thing about that game. It doesn't need to be a night game to be awesome. There are some games that yeah, this would be a lot better under the lights. Uh-huh. And maybe OU Texas would be. I I don't know. I I am annoyed yearly having to wake up early as well for that one. But 11 a.m., 2.30, it does not matter where you put that game. 9 a.m., that game's going to be awesome regardless. Kickoff time, you can put it wherever. That game's going to be awesome every single year. I love this. The exodus is what's going on at A&M right That's now. beautiful. We have the exodus. Can we get that sponsored, the daily exodus <laughs> by someone? This year's Exodus is brought to you by your ad here, folks. I, uh, the Exodus is brought to you by Swiftco Roofing and Construction. Ah, it, we love instead it. Instead of the transfer portal updates, which is what we're supposed to call it, I may, uh, I may write in the book the, the Exodus. Brought to you by Swiftco Roofing and Construction. Brent Swift will come personally look at your home, 405-831-8222. That's Swiftco Roofing and Construction. Ton of get, uh, text to get to. OU Texas stay at the Cotton Bowl through 2036. Let's go. Transfer portal and a whole lot more right here on the ref. Locked in with McComas and Thune live on the ref for the homeless Sooner fans. Tyler McComas, Parker Thune, and the ref army as well. Ellettsville, Indiana is tuned in today via the free KREF app. Fairfax, Virginia, Jetmore, Kansas, Coos Bay, Oregon, Cheyenne, Wyoming, Columbus, Ohio, Wyndham, New Hampshire, Bryant, Arkansas, small Oklahoma town of the day, Waynoka, Oklahoma. I believe their nickname is the uh, Railroaders up there, the Waynoka Railroaders. That's pretty sweet. You can dig that. Welcome to the show, Waynoka. Remember, our app is free in the App Store if you haven't downloaded it already. Just search K-R-E-F. Ref Army Locators brought to you by Affordable Door Company, the official garage door sponsor of the Sooners and the Ref affordabledoor.net. That's affordabledoor.net. By the way, OU drops two spots in the 2024 rankings from number six to number eight. They didn't lose anyone, but I guess since they did the newest set of rankings, some guys like Nigel Smith dropped. Not not everyone dropped in the rankings in terms of commits, but I guess the re-ranking caused OU to drop two spots to number eight. Now, they're just behind Miami at seven. And I think by like two total points, they're behind Miami. So if you get EPL, you're definitely jumping uh, the Canes. And maybe you get back up to number six, but that re-ranking caused you to drop to number eight. My opinions of this class, though, Parker, uh, however, do not change, even after dropping two spots. And they'll probably, like, if they get EPL, they're going to get those two spots back. Yeah. They might get three or four spots back. Because if you're looking at the Rivals' rankings, once again, with how high he is ranked by Rivals, that is going to be a major boost to OU's class rankings. Number 28 overall player? Yeah. Number three offensive lineman, and according to Rivals? Sure. Number 28 overall player in the nation will be commit number 28. 
if he locks in. Yeah. Frozen Sooner, if you guys were betting, where would you say DG ends up? The University of Oregon, if I was uh, betting on that, which I, I bet you can. I know you can bet on that somewhere. I saw the odds oh, two really? days can ago. Oh, really? Can you? Well, the odds two days ago, let me go back to Monday's show here. Mississippi State was the favorite. <laughs> Tennessee was the second favorite. And Oregon was the third favorite, like plus 400. Oh, man. We could have made some cash on that, on that, baby. <laughs> we could have made some cash on Dylan Gabriel going to the Ducks. There's a chance that Oregon's the only visit that he takes throughout oh, yeah. this whole Very process. Very good chance. Very good. If I'm him, I, again, I, I said it first thing on Monday morning when he hit the portal, I'm going to Oregon. If they'll take me, yeah, and I'm Oregon's sure, the spot. I'm sure Oregon is uh, – they're, they're probably making a deal of, hey, what, 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 you, know, you don't need to bother going to visit anywhere else. Here's what we can do for you. Here's the dollar amount, all that. Just, just go ahead. Just, just go ahead. We're, we're ready for you to be QB1 next year. This listener in the 909 says, love me some English Premier League, no better league. They uh, Did they send that yesterday or did somebody else send that? But somebody said, why, why are people Love saying- getting my daily uh, <laughs> EPL updates. It said something. Premier yeah. League updates, whatever. EPL, yeah. Why are people saying Bo Nix is staying? Bo I don't know. I was, confused. I was confused by he that as well. out of eligibility. And D- Dylan Gabriel wouldn't be considering Oregon if a Heisman finalist was coming back next yeah, year. Yeah, no shot. And you know who else wouldn't be? Like, not only would Dylan Gabriel not be considering Oregon, but Oregon would not be considering Dylan Gabriel, Correct. most likely, or wanting to pay him that much money. Bo Nix has made 61 starts as a college quarterback. I don't know offhand what the record is. I would figure if he's not in sole possession of first place in that regard, he's got to be close. You know who I feel like probably has that record? Who's that? And it's probably been broken with the uh, the extra year of eligibility. Landry Jones would have had a good chance to to be up there. Kellen Moore at Boise State also a name that I that I bet has oh, yeah, like starting. right right around those those numbers of starts. Cherokee Sooner uh, tweeted this last night. I saw it and laughed. He says Gabriel sooner uh, Gabriel will wear more uniforms in one season at Oregon than he did in two seasons at Oklahoma. <laughs> that checks out. He wore what three, four, four uniforms, four different. Yeah, uniforms. half this. It'll take half the season at Oregon to get to that. Are they still wearing a different uniform every single game? I, I've lost track of the uniform craze. In By the, the past way, few years several Okies have corrected you uh, on the Kenneth Meyer Chevrolet text line. It is not Waynoka, but Wanoka. Mm. That goes back to the conversation you and Steely were having an hour Evergreen ago. content. Evergreen do you know content. that they're the railroaders? I got that one right. Uh, Ardmore Sooner says, DG did give Coach Heupel a compliment in his comments yesterday, so there is that. Oregon probably the spot because of the game versus Hawaii. Yeah, well, and that's not the only reason Dylan Gabriel would choose Oregon, but that's a nice little incentive too, right? You already, yep. already got a spot that makes so much sense in Oregon, and you get to go back home and play on the islands for the very first time in your collegiate career in week one? All day, baby. Plus, I mean, Tennessee, are they not – do they not think Nico's the starter next year in his second year? No, it's, it's Nico's show next yeah, year. Yeah, that's kind of what I – that's why I was confused when I saw Tennessee initially is, eh, they got a former five-star they paid a whole lot of money for. I'm guessing they probably want him to start next year. Speaking of quarterbacks, let's talk. Uh, let's talk expectations for okay. what we expect to see on OU side in the Alamo Bowl. Now, here's what I'm guess. Here's what I want to see. What I want to see is what I'm going to guess. I don't think that there's going to be just a bunch of restrictions 
put on by the OC and the play caller on Jackson Arnold. I think in this bowl game, after a month of preparation, hey man, go play. Go, go rip it down the field. Um, what are your expectations for what they allow um, Jackson Arnold to do versus what he actually does during the game? Like, What's, what's the whole situation going to look like? I feel like Seth Luttrell is the type of guy, especially with the way his tenure at North Texas ended, he's on a mission to prove something as Oklahoma's offensive coordinator. And Jackson Arnold certainly is on a mission to prove something as Oklahoma's starting quarterback. I think it's going to be not necessarily bombs away type of mentality in that bowl game, but I think the Sooners are going to be aggressive. I do too, yeah. And you got a guy with that type of arm strength and downfield accuracy in Jackson Arnold. The Sooners are going to lean on that. You also don't have Tawi Walker. Uh, you're down a lot of depth at running back. You still have your RB1 in Gavin Sawchuck, but even so, maybe for concerns as to lack of depth, you don't want to be feeding him the ball 25, 30 times. I think Jackson Arnold throws the ball a lot in this one. And, and why not, man? You know, let, let him rip it down the field. Let him throw some deep balls. Let him be kind of aggressive throwing the ball down the field. You, you know, I mean, this is great preparation for next year in the SEC. And here's the thing, too, Parker, and probably the most important point to win this game against a good Arizona team. I don't think that you're going to be able to play super conservative with a, a quarterback making his first start. You're going to have to be aggressive down the field against an Arizona team that's really good and really wants to be in this bowl game. So you better call it aggressively. I'm, I'm down if Seth Luttrell wants to get loose off the Henny before he steps into the booth to call plays. Yes, I love the Henny tweet today. Has that gone over quite well with the oh, yes. uh, with the fan base? Oh, yes. Yeah. We've had good fun with it. There were there were many in the uh, stands that night. I was there that was uh, off the – is it off the Henny? Yeah, that's, that's what was going on there as well. From the 918, you've been talking – for half your show about nothing to do with OU Cruton. Let's hear about the portal. Literally talked about Eddie Pierre-Louis last segment. <sighs> yeah, We talked about the exodus, too. Yeah, we did. We've been talking about the portal. If you want portal, I'll give you portal yeah, here. we'll talk portal. Let's talk um, portal. So 24-7 sports, and they had a list today, and it was so nice to be included in this. Just another thing that's like, oh, the SEC is near. Portal needs for every SEC team. And OU in Texas was mentioned here. Portal needs for every SEC team. OU was mentioned. Let's see if we agree with it. 24-7 says OU needs an edge. They need defensive line. And they need defensive backs. Huh. Okay. I mean, I, I think they need defensive linemen. Y- yeah. Um, I think they need a cornerback. I think they need a corner. They just kind of lumped all defensive backs in there. I'm still like... No, no offensive line. I mean, we've seen the offers go out to to offensive linemen already. I really don't think OU needs another edge. I don't think so, don't think so either. Trace Ford can come back. Our Mason Thomas is presumably going to be fully healthy. You get PJ a full off season with Jerry Schmidt. Nigel Smith is going to be in the mix. Danny Okoye is going to be in the mix. I know folks in the building are very very high on Taylor Wine, who is redshirting this year. Sooners got plenty of depth there at the edge. Did I forget anybody? Did I leave anybody? Oh, Ethan Downs is going to be a senior. Mm-hmm. So, like, if, if there's just a – if there ends up being an edge in the portal that – I mean, that's just – that's an all-conference guy. That's an all-American guy. And if he shows interest to OU, sure, you probably take that. But I'm with you, man. Like, your 
your depth at edge right now was pretty good. I definitely would have put offensive line in in that group for sure, and and tight end in that group as well. Edge, defensive line, defensive back. Says Oklahoma will likely take a quarterback this month with Dylan Gabriel entering the portal for extra protection behind Jackson Arnold, the program's new expected star at the position. Oklahoma may take a quarterback. I don't think it's going to be a scholarship quarterback. You have Michael Hawkins coming in. You have Brendan Zerbrug coming in. Davis Bevel, like it or not, is around for another year. So you have four scholarship quarterbacks right there unless you cut Bevel loose. I don't think the Sooners are going to go with five. I don't think it makes sense to be rostering five scholarship quarterbacks. So they may take one via the portal. I do not think it will be of the scholarship variety. Just give uh, give Casey Thompson his his final chance to finally come back to OU and play for a year. He played for uh, Nebraska and Texas and, and FAU. Just bring him home for his last year of eligibility. Isn't he 24 years old, yeah, Casey Thompson? I think he's actually 25. Is he 25 years old, and he's got uh, one more year of eligibility left. Yeah, crazy. 405-651-3439. All right, we'll, uh, we'll run down next. Some of the recent offers that OU has made in the portal, offensive line, running back. There's even a prediction out there for OU to land one player in the portal. Uh, we'll tell Scott you who that Schrader. is. I, I, I wasn't going to ruin it for everyone. Just trying to tease a little bit there. <laughs> More to come next right here on The Ref. Locked in with McComas and Thune, live on The Ref. We're the homeless Sooner fans. We appreciate you, the Ref Army, the text line, everyone out there. But I really appreciate you when it's hard to monitor uh, everything going on on Twitter during the show. And you guys just send screenshots of what's going on or just what dropped. Jalen Conyers, who's in the portal from Arizona State at tight end, tweeted out about uh, 20 minutes ago down to three. So he was rumored to take a visit to OU. Yep. I'm going to guess OU's one of the three that he's down to there? OU's one of the three. I would caution anybody against thinking that, oh, it's a done deal. He was at OU before. He's obviously coming back. It's not quite as cut and dried as it was last year with Austin Stogner. But OU is firmly in the mix. That'd be a good get. That'd it would be a, be a great That'd be a really good get. I think he'll he'll be end up being one of the highest ranked. And when I say one of, like top three, five highest rated tight ends, it's probably in the portal this cycle. I would say he'll be the top tight end in the portal this cycle, and I think he's the best tight end prospect to hit the portal in the last three years. Uh, okay, so we talked about the portal earlier. Let's get back to that, which, by the way, in the portal today, some of the more uh, well-known names, Rocket Sanders, they had high expectations for him in Arkansas this year and worth got noting, hurt this, this season. Worth noting, OU was his runner-up out of high school, but Mule Shoe. Mm. Wanted him to play defense instead of offense. Shocking, isn't it? Yeah, no, that Mule Shoe of all people would have said, "Nope, you're a linebacker." That is really weird. That's that. That is that. Probably the first time that's ever happened. Rocket Sanders is in the portal. Lt Overton saw that one yesterday. Defensive lineman out of A and M. Jeff Sims, the turnover machine at Nebraska. Oh gosh. First half of the season is in the portal. And Gunner Gundy, Mike Gundy's son is in the uh, transfer portal as well. No names for OU in 48 hours, so it's been a quiet Tuesday and Wednesday of the first official week in the portal. How's everyone been reacting to 
the Tennessee Martin running back offer, Sam Franklin. Now, he had 1,378 yards this year, along with uh, 11 touchdowns, so the numbers the numbers say that it's, it's a pretty good player. I, I recognize the competition there, but are most on the text line, some on the text line saying, what are we doing offering a running back from Tennessee Martin? What's going on here? There will always be those people, Tyler, but... Again, what I always point to is case studies like Cam Ward or Jared Verse or Braden Fisk, guys that came from small-time institutions via the portal and ended up being among the best players in college football at the P5 level. If guys from that level, FCS slash G5, are getting looks from Power 5 institutions when they hit the portal – those guys are good enough to play P5 football. Make no mistake. Yeah. And OU is not the only P5 school that has expressed interest in and offered Samuel Franklin. 1,378 yards and 11 touchdowns last season. We'll see, uh, we'll, we'll see where this one goes with, uh, with Sam Franklin. The prediction that I was talking about going into the break, and yes, it's Scott Schrader, USC insider. Insider uh, is a term applied loosely. In this yeah, uh, He's got a prediction in for OU to land Michigan State's or former Michigan State offensive lineman Spencer Brown, who is a four-star in the 2019 class. So we know OU's offered Spencer Brown. Um, do with that what you will. I mean, OU's going to pick up a couple of offensive linemen. You think Scott Schrader is full of it? Or do you think he's on to something here with Spencer Brown? I think he's on to something. I think it's... I, I don't want to call it premature. Uh, speculative, perhaps? Spencer Brown isn't going to visit Oklahoma for another week and a half. So I I don't think it's as simple as, oh, yeah, Spencer Brown's definitely coming to OU. There's still plenty of time for things to change in that regard. And there are other suitors. But I do like where OU stands in the race for the Michigan State offensive tackle. And if you were to pick a leader right now, I think it would be Oklahoma. Uh, an offer is also out to Gino Vandemark. Yeah, Gino Vandemark is the name. So, are they just going to raid Michigan State's roster this offseason? I mean, why season? not? He also not, plays man? at Michigan State. Another offensive lineman. Yeah, I. So I know for a fact Gino Vandemark's in, uh, interest level in OU is and has been very high. So. I would expect him to get on campus at some point. I think the Sooners have a very good chance to land him. You're going to have a Big Ten offensive line next year. First year in the SEC, potentially, if you can get Spencer Brown and uh, Gino Vandermark. Uh, Tyler Shuck going to Louisville, which is um, I, I, I just, uh, just only a tad interesting to me. And it's only interesting because, okay, well, if Tyler Shuck's going to Louisville, we heard DJ Uyunglele is down to Louisville and Mississippi State. Maybe that's who Jeff Levy's quarterback is next year. Old DJU at his third school. Could be. This listener in the 615 says, couldn't we get that guy from UT Martin much later? Feels very Connor near. Uh, okay, like I see where you're going with that comparison, but here is what is worth remembering. The Sooners did not bring in Connor near because they needed somebody to start at linebacker. They brought in Connor near for the sake of depth. You're not bringing in Samuel Franklin because you need an RB1. You have that in Gavin Sawchuk. Most likely, yeah. You're sure. bringing in a portal guy because you want depth and you want somebody that can add a dimension to the offense in a change of pace role. 
So that's why you're bringing in Samuel Franklin. Samuel Franklin is not going to be getting 200-plus carries at Oklahoma next year the way that he got at UT Martin. If that happens, you got problems. Sooner Gary says, not that OU needs him, but it would be pretty funny if Gunnar Gundy transferred to OU. Oh gosh, would that he is get the treated? Ultimate defection. Would he get treated like all the other uh, OSU transfers have been treated over the course of the past year? Trace Ford, Kelly Maxwell, and and, and others. Would Gunnar Gundy be treated that way? <laughs> Turn in your old jacket right now. Turn in your old jacket. You ain't a cowboy no more. I'm sure, that tweet would be out there. Gosh, if I'm Brent Venables, I'm nil pwoing Gunnar Gundy just for the heck of it, <laughs> just for <laughs> the content, sweet. just for the memes. <laughs> Jared in Arkansas, any info about Toriano Pride from Clemson? He had a do not contact tag on his portal entry. Missouri? I I don't know for a fact that it's going to be Missouri. What I do know for a fact is it's not going to be OU. Boomer Jim from Wisconsin, I can't stand Texas A&M. That's a hell of a way to start that text, Boomer Jim. I like it already. I can't stand Texas A&M, but what about Gabriel Brownlow-Dindy? Uh, Hicks, and it seems like another defensive lineman that we've lost out on. Have those five-star crews done anything? And if so, are they possible OU targets if they hit the portal? Uh, Hicks, yes. Hicks, Dindy, has, Hicks has played in ten games this year. Dindy, to be quite frank, has not done a whole heck of a lot at Oklahoma. And were he to hit the portal... I don't think he would be pursued as ardently by Oklahoma as DJ Hicks. Tyler from Ada says Andrew Makuba. So we uh, yesterday were talking about maybe he just goes back to Austin where yeah. he's from. Is there some Oregon scuttlebutt there with Makuba? People were texting that in late to the to the show yesterday on the rush. <laughs> well, I, I don't know. It's just Oregon's just like, hey. Here's something I, that might I, interest you. I heard Texas straight off the bat, but anytime Oregon gets involved for any player in the portal, they're going to be in the mix because Oregon has a lot of money, Tyler. Oh, yeah. And I know. when guys hit the portal, they're not always trying to get paid, but a lot of them are. Was that photo of the Oregon OC at uh, the Noun? Was that was that real today? Or is that like an old photo? Or is that, uh, was that do, a real thing? Do we know that was the Oregon OC? I don't know. He had a bunch of Oregon stuff. That's how much Oregon has. They can stay at the noun here in Norman. No big deal. Probably a suite. Mark from Enid says, my God, could you imagine Mike Gundy if Gunner came here? He loathes OU. If if OU had their senior day on the day where (laughs) OSU was not playing. I don't know how that situation would work out at the end of the year. But a situation where Mike Gundy was able to come to OU for senior day for Gunner Gundy, that would be that'd be fantastic. Almost as awesome as the Cotton Bowl, OU in Texas, extended through 2036 in that place. Gunny of Stutzman Army says, y'all see where Muleshoe is angry at Carl about Carl's Jr. not playing in the bowl game? I saw that. I didn't know if that was a real tweet either. Uh, I, I thought that it was a false one, but who knows? There's been, there's been a bit of a rift. Good. Good. I'm glad. There. I'm glad that that's the case. 405, are they going to use the tight end more? I, I'm going to say yes. Because it's hard to imagine that they don't use the tight end more after the usage this year. Stogner had, offense. what, 16 catches? Feels like you yeah, remember every I, single one of them. Exactly. As, as well. I'm, I'm going to operate under the safe assumption that tight end once again becomes a staple in the Oklahoma offense next year. Because you've you got to consider, be. right, Stogner wasn't great. But there wasn't really an alternative. Blake Smith was banged up. 
Cade McIntyre was banged up. Caden Helms was obviously out for the season. Jason Llewellyn was coming off foot surgery and honestly just did not look like himself. And your only other option in the tight end room was Josh Fanuel, a guy who had never played football in his life before this year. So it was Austin Stogner and who else? Yeah, I mean, that's the tight end position's got to be better. I think it will be, which means more targets within the offense. One more. Drew from Flower Mound. Can't wait to watch Gary McCord playing at Nebraska next year. Is that is Kyle McCord rumored to Nebraska for next season? That's, that's the rumor. Hey, how about it? Finally, yeah. Nebraska takes an Ohio State quarterback. That's exactly where I was going. Is that the joke? Did, did everyone already beat me to that joke? Because I hadn't heard it yet. They missed out on Burrow twice, if you don't get that one. Missed out on him twice. Not not a great look. 405-651-3439 is the text line. Boy, there is a college football fan base that is hurt today. They are hurting after the past 24 hours. We'll tell you who that is coming up next right here on The Ref. Huge news, Tyler. Uh-oh. The USC Trojans have made a major splash in the transfer portal. Landing... Michigan State transfer, Hank Pepper, a long snapper. <laughs> Finally, all their issues are resolved. How long have we been saying if USC can just get a better long snapper, then it almost cost them the Arizona game. Do you remember that? They had some issues with the field goal unit at the end of that game. They ended up winning in overtime, but can't recall exactly what happened. Seven and five USC. They're like a seven and a half point dog in the bowl game. Could very well be seven and six USC if they lose to Louisville. Had to dodge a two point conversion by Cal. Uh, Arizona had an early lead on them. It could have been a lot worse. They're lucky it was seven and five. Uh, by the way, I, I teased it going into the break. There is a college football fan base that is hurt. They are really, really hurt. It's been a tough twenty four hours. Kansas State's not feeling too good right Ugh. now. The prodigal son, Colin Klein leaves Kansas State for where? Texas A&M to be the offensive coordinator. I'm sure he got oh. a bag. Is he better oh, off? Right, no doubt. Is he better off there? Financially, he's better off. I Is, mean it, it I I don't I mean it's just that that A&M job. It's just it's a pressure cooker. It is, man. And it sounds like they wanted Denbrock from LSU. That was their first option and Denbrock staying at LSU and Colin Klein was the next option. He's he's going to go be the OC at A&M. A listener in the 405 asks, how do you know Toriano Pride is definitely not coming to OU? Well, I, I'll put it to you this way. If Toriano Pride is coming to OU, there was a backroom deal orchestrated by folks with large wallets as opposed to the actual football staff, which would not be unprecedented. I mean – the folks with large wallets were the ones that closed the deal for Missouri on Williams Winery. So I guess theoretically it could be possible. I just know when Toriano Pride hit the portal, he had not yet had any contact with any members of the OU football staff, whether directly or indirectly. Someone, I don't know who this individual is, but but God bless you, uh, talked about the great value Red River rivalry earlier, A&M, Oklahoma State. Someone made the logo for it. They put the Great Value logo, uh, A&M and Oklahoma State's logo, a historic clash of mediocrity at the bottom. Well done to whoever did that. That is fantastic. I, I like that a lot. And the text line is getting better and better at knowing uh, things to say in the beginning of text to, to catch my attention. Uh, this one just says, Texas A&M sucks. 
So, of course, I had to click on that and read it. Texas A&M sucks. Would OU have interest in LT Overton? My answer is no. I do not believe they will pursue LT Overton. Feels like they would have interest in one potential Texas A&M defensive lineman. One potential Texas A&M player, period? Yeah, we'll see. Depending on how things shake out with the offensive line room, I can see them making a push for one other former Aggie. Now, whether or not that happens is, again, contingent upon what happens with the guys that are at the top of your board right now, which Spencer Brown, I would say, is priority A1. Geno Vandermark has an offer. I'm going to attempt to say this kid's name. He goes to North Texas right now and is in the portal. Uh, Fabeki Nwaiwu. Hmm. I can almost guarantee I did not get that. Gonna have to have, it's going to be a nickname and, scenario there, like PJ. And I'll give you one more. Southern Mississippi transfer Jerquan Scott. Sweet. <laughs> Best of luck to that. Uh, I mean, you you hope it works out best for those kids, but um, we're going to have a homework assignment on our hands if OU gets really involved with those guys, and there's a chance that they end up enrolling at OU. Nice job, Cherokee Sooner. He just says Missouri sucks. He knew that that would uh, catch my eye as well. Uh, By the way, Bronco Mendenhall to New Mexico, you should care about that because, well, Matt Wells didn't get that job. Matt Wells interviewed uh, for the Oregon State job, the New Mexico job, the Nevada job. Doesn't look like he's getting any of those three. Will Matt Wells be in Norman next year? I don't know. Maybe he gets an OC opportunity somewhere else, but I think that'd be pretty good news for this coaching staff moving forward if Matt Wells is uh, is a part of it. After you lost some off-the-field um, coaches that went to Mississippi State, like to keep Matt Wells around. No doubt, no doubt. The Rush is next right here on The Ref.